praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, today's reading, I don't know if it's because I'm reading so much in the Bible or because the Spirit of God's coming in such a stronger fashion over my life, but the Scriptures just keep saying the same thing no matter where I go, and I saw to death how in the world could these five chapters found in five different sections of the Bible all be saying, in effect, the same very thing. First, I'm reading uh, Luke, and you watch him in chapter 20. He's, he's uh, now addressing and being challenged by the Pharisees, Sadducees, lawyers. They all have a plan to arrest him and remove him. He's convicting them of sin through his parables. It's just an amazing, amazing, <clears throat> amazing, amazing moment in the midst of the intense pressure. Then you go to Colossians 3, and this... This, this charge. Now, if I get anywhere today, it'll be in Romans 8, because that's where the Lord began meditating or pressing into my spirit about Monday. And um, I'm excited about whatever that might be, but I'm more excited about what he wants to do in what he's saying about that to me. So I don't know how much of the book we can, the chapter we can do. Uh, uh, then... Okay, then on uh, Wednesday, I got Cammy and I both got the flu and uh, missed my haircut, so you'll have to deal with that. And I then, you know, lost a full day just trying to go, Lord, where are you? But I'm so grateful you were there and so powerfully healed us, so we rejoice in that. Uh, but then today, I'm in Colossians 3, and it's all about... If we've been raised with Christ, if we're seated with Christ, set our mind on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, seated in the right hand of God. And, and uh, for our, we've died and our life is hid with Christ. And when Christ, who is our life, uh, will appear, we'll appear with him in glory. And it just then goes about uh, putting off the old man and all of our deeds of our flesh and putting on the new man and all the, the, the new creation truths of Jesus and then going forward and... And then we go to jump over to Exodus uh, chapter 19 or 20, I believe it was. And the Ten Commandments are being declared. And the, 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 the thunder and the lightning and the fire as God touched it mount. And, and the, the call to, I saved you from slavery, now serve me. I didn't say set you free to be your own rule. I brought you under my rule. I'm your God. I'm a jealous God. Don't have any other gods before you. Don't take my name in, in, in vain. And, and, and this impact of these Ten Commandments is so overwhelming that Israel is just backing up as they're hearing it, going, I just, this is more than I bargained for. I'm not ready for the liberty that you're providing me. And they made that famous statement, okay, you Moses, go talk to God. Tell us whatever God says, we'll do it. Thereby the law began to become canonized of rules and regulations on knowing God because they chose not to hear the voice of God. They said, go ask, let God talk to us. Next few chapters through three, four, five chapters will all be about interpersonal laws that Moses goes and gets that are part of the law. But they were never going to save us, and they never could save us. And that's what took me then to um, Psalm 15. Who will ascend to the house of the Lord? Who will make his, who can who can come and dwell there in the in the tabernacle? And it's about he has clean hands and a pure heart, and he's not lifted up his soul to an idol. And I'm going, Lord, it's just all about what you're wanting for us to be with you, and the means in which you're providing. Which takes us to Isaiah 58, which uh, is the fast that God chose. And so often we can get caught up in trying to do religious exercises to get God to hear. And then we get frustrated because he didn't hear. And I'm convinced now that if I do anything for God to hear me, he won't hear me. If I do anything for him to accept me, he will not bring acceptance through what I did. Because I'm not a slave. I'm a son who's to serve. So I have to begin from sonship, but then I have to continue on to service. I am a son with a purpose. I'm not a son that just, you know, well, we'll see whatever you want to do, son. No, 
When I was made a son, I was also given a calling and a purpose, as all of us are. And so I'm just going, this is amazing. I don't know how all this can be. How can the whole Bible say the same thing? It all says Jesus. It all says, I've come to do a great work in your life. So I'll write about that in the secret places on Tuesday. Just because I, uh, just that Colossians is amazing. Romans 8, which I've been meditating on, and I think it is, it's another standalone chapter. It's like the gospel. You can get the entirety of the gospel in Romans 8. But to really appreciate it, you've got to go all the way to Romans 5. And if you want to get, you know, so it's, that's my problem these days. There's so much of the Bible I want to share to bring forth the, the fullness of the, of, of, the, of the sound. But I'll share the simplicity of what it is that I see happening Today the Lord would want to accomplish in us what he's accomplished in his son, which he would like to take burdens off of us. Any burdens that any of us are carrying, any yokes that any of us have been put on, that's Isaiah 58, that whole idea, take the yoke off of it, take away the pointing of the fingers, stop speaking wickedness, and then I'll hear, you know, it's just... I want, to, I want help those and take those in that are needing help and, and don't hide yourself from your own flesh. So it's, it's so simple that I think I, I'd rather, I don't want to teach too much because if I teach, I often think we hear it as instructions and if we hear instructions and we think it's things we're supposed to do or not do and then we miss the point that we can't do anything except first get into the sun. If we're not in the sun, it doesn't matter what we do. And if we're in the sun doing something to matter, it doesn't matter what we do. Because we can live in the Father's house and serve every day and get bitter and angry and feel resentful to the very Father that we're serving. It happens all the time. It happened, you know, so we can run out of the house because i got to find my freedom, or we can stay in the house and grumble and complain. Either case, we're missing out of the feast and the blessings and the benefits. So I will share with you a picture that I'm limit, I'm, I, I believe is it's the entire Bible and the entire truth of the Bible. Uh, so how do I do this? Because if I, well, I'll just tell you it. And then if you can grab it, then you can grab it. And if I, we're in Christ. If we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, believed in our heart, that God raised him from the dead, confessed with our mouth, he is Lord. We, are in, we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of his light. We are accepted inside the beloved. We are saved in the beloved. We're healed in the beloved. We're redeemed in the beloved. We are inside Christ. God has no relationship to humanity except in Christ. In other words, everything he did so that the world that he loved could be saved, he did it through his son. And when his son yielded, and his son yielded in submission and surrender as Adam didn't and wouldn't and couldn't, now he raised him from the dead and made covenant. He made covenant with his son, not with me. Jesus made a covenant with me. Jesus made a covenant with us, and he made a way back to himself every time. But it, with the covenant the Father has with the Son and the Son has with the Father is irrevocable. And not like the covenant he made with Moses to Israel, or through Moses to Israel, and he couldn't keep the covenant. They wouldn't keep the covenant, couldn't keep the covenant, and so he then re rejected them. This covenant cannot go into rejection because the Son kept in perfect obedience and rose to the height of being the glorified Messiah, seated at the right hand, and, and now carrying us forward in intercession, freedom, and deliverance. So for me, and this is where I think the burdens start to lift and the resource of God starts to flow, is that my, I, I, everything is in Christ. And the lie is whenever I am entertaining an area of life that I need to, to resolve, 
through my means or my participation, rather than accepting any area and every area of life has been resolved through Christ's submission and his exaltation. And that may sound like a semantic, but it isn't. Everything wants to separate me from the love of God. That's the goal of the devil, the goal of the world, and certainly the goal of my flesh, to separate me from a life sustained and, and held and carried in the love of God. But I don't have to let anything, because everything is, is brought into Christ. Into Christ. Monday I woke up. I was, I was in prayer over some things in the middle of Sunday night, I think it was, or Sunday mo Monday morning. And the Lord spoke to me and said, righteousness does not extend from the day you're in. There is no righteousness you carry over into the next day. Which I understand because there is no righteousness by my actions that I carry with me into relationship that I have with God. My righteousness is in Christ. And I'm found in Christ having no righteousness of myself from the law. So imagine with me, what is it that's today a burden on your soul? What is it that's pressing into your life? What is it that's relentlessly harassing, destroying, what's bringing destruction into people that you love? What, where, or what that has been resolved in Jesus Christ. And in Christ, that was dealt with. All sin was dealt with. All sickness was dealt with. All poverty was dealt with. Everything that we are currently being swelled. So I'm, I'm practicing. I bring ev everything into Christ. So the question is, if I'm in Christ, is that are my circumstances in Christ? They must be. If I'm in Christ, is my sickness in Christ? It has to be. Is my body in Christ? Is my family in Christ? Is, it really becomes a kind of an, an unlimited faith to go beyond just thinking that my heart's in Christ and Christ is in my heart and I'm going to go to heaven. No, I'm in the beloved, in acceptance, in redemption, in healing, in forgiveness, in joy, in righteousness. I have not found there anything that I need that is not already in Christ. It says in Philippians 4 the other day, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart through Christ. And I'm learning, I don't just let those throughs and fours and ins and ofs just sit there, because a lot of times they kind of miss the interpretation. And I went and looked, and the through is in. The peace of God that passes all understanding is in Christ Jesus. Not in answered prayer. It's in Christ Jesus. Then you go on a little further, and Paul says, you know, I've, I've learned how to go through Hard times and good times. I know how to be abounding, and I know how to be abased. And then he goes on, and he says, I can do all things through, no, 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 in Christ. It's where you live that matters. It's from where you function that matters. It's where I am identifying myself. Am I just a little person being overwhelmed in a cruel, wicked world to which no one seems to be listening, and I work so hard, and God doesn't answer my prayer fast enough? Which, do I have to, or am I in Christ? If I'm in Christ, I can do all things because he strengthens me. So strength is in Christ. Then he goes on to Philippians 4.19. I just, just in one chapter, three times we... We neglected the, the translators to take the word that is always translated in. It's in a, in, it's in a place. It's set inside. It's, uh, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches 
in glory, not by, in Christ Jesus. So what I'm discovering, and I believe it's part of the awakening that God wants to bring for all of us, is I have to receive the truth of the testimony that God has given concerning his son. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son, not outside of his son, not by believing toward his son. It's, it's in his son. It's activated. It's accessible. It's, it's receivable. So learning not to pray to change things is a part of learning the power of patience because patience is the means to let faith keep going and allow hope to grow when nothing's looking or showing for it. And like I tell my grandson all the time, I said, you know how you get patience? And he'd say, he doesn't do it anymore. He now just will echo it back to me. He'd go, well, how? You have to wait for it. <laughs> you have to wait for it. But you have to wait with the, the anticipation. We're made righteous by faith, but we have a hope of the righteousness that's been given to us by faith. So there's more. And so, in Christ, with me, just for a moment, take a moment and step into Christ with me. Accept that your life is completely and entirely inside of Christ. Your past, your present, and the future. The circumstances, the wonderful accomplishments, and the horrific events, all are inside of Christ. Your bank account's inside of Christ. Your marriage is inside of Christ. Your children are inside of Christ. Even if they don't want to be, they're your children. So drag them in there. It's just a, it's just, it's just a matter of who wins, who rules. Jesus Christ is Lord. And he has no limitation to his ability to now exercise his dominion that he's been given in his resurrection, seated at the right hand, made both Lord and Christ. And being made both Lord and Christ, he has poured out his Holy Spirit. And he's able to extend to any place that we bring access give him access to. In, and in the Bible, he has access to everything. There's not anything he doesn't have access to. He is, the, he is the Christ, the Lord of all and in all. He's accessing everything. So, so with me, just what I'll do, I do is I just simply say, Lord, I just want to thank you. And I take the points of worry, points of fear, points of conflict, points of contest, the points of struggle, the points of failure, the points of shutdown, points of sickness, points of, and I just bring them, and I say, these things are yours, Lord, and I'm being conf in, conf in conflict, and I feel they're pressing against me, and they're telling me, or I'm fearful that if I don't do something, right or correct at this moment or this juncture, it's all not going to change. And so I'm carrying them as a perpetual problem that never seems to resolve. I don't know how to go on living because it seems this has to be resolved. To step inside Jesus. He's there. The access is given. Except that he can take. See, Romans 8, why I was meditating on it so much was that he simply says, if God did not spare his son but gave him for, which is the word over, all of us, how much now more will he with him, which is in union, join with him, give us all freely all things. And then he goes on. And he says, who will bring a charge against God's elect? 
It's God who justifies. Justification diminishes and destroys all accusation and all right to anyone and anything, and particularly our adversary, Satan, the accuser of the brethren, to accuse us before God and say, you have no place here. We are given that place through the blood of the Lamb. We're given the boldness. But, but Father says, who can bring a charge against you? I justified you. So now we're in Christ. We've all done stupid stuff, and stupid stuff's been done to us. Things we regret, things we, would, we think about. We can think about things that might have happened 20 years ago, and they continue to show up every day as though they were just happened yesterday. We give it to you, Lord. None of it, none of it can define who I am in you and the inheritance you've given me. And I accept what you've accomplished. Nothing I do will change what I'm doing. But everything you did has changed everything that I'm going to do. I'm returning to you. I don't mean that lightly. I turn, I return to you, Jesus. And then I turn into you. I don't turn into you like, ha ha, I'm Jesus. No, I, I turn into you. I locate myself again. Where am I? Where's my money? Where's my, where's where you are in Christ. Jubilee Church is in Christ. You are, every living member. All our troubles and all our troubles and all those who are scattered, all those who ran away, been hurt and wounded, all those who have a story to say that the reason I'm not there is because of that, which is all the lies of hell, is always to say the reason you're here is because of that. There's no that in the kingdom. It's only me. And Jesus. And if I will allow the truth of Jesus Christ to be grander, glorious, victorious, triumphant in what was accomplished through his becoming sin and carrying sickness and submitting to the Father's wrath, then all that he came out of, the abyss and sonship and resurrection and ascension and all that the Father gave him and is now mine, it's there. And no detail. No limitation, no unresolved conflict, no problem that I am having to walk through. You see, not everybody releases me to that truth. Others will say, no, you can't go forward until this is fixed. You can do that in a marriage. It's awful when it hits a marriage because you have the closest thing to covenant. And one partner, one member of the one flesh, one part of the flesh says, no, I won't, I won't trust you now. And I'm not forgiving you until you change. Now we have a lockup. But even in that lockup, if, if there are people in your life say, I will not let you go into freedom. Children will do it to parents. What you did to me when I was young, where you were not there the way I thought you should be. And the judgments we make that then create the bitter root expectations of the future, all of that. We're parents. We're so perfect about bringing perfect children and then so angry when they don't become perfect and we can but in none of it none of it none of it there's not one thing according to the scripture of what god the father has accomplished in the son first through the penalty and now the resurrection that isn't resolved now i'm honest you it's not easy to do but it's i realize a long time ago, see, I always, you, seem to loot, you seem to find the problem before you find the, the promise. You know, like Jan said, oh, you dumped all this money out. Well, I've done that so many times, I can't really remember, just because I will get caught in the spirit and sincere in the move and respond with wholeheartedness. It's, and then regret it a few weeks later or months or years, but it's just that. And then you're in those questions. Well, how come this didn't go out the way I saw it? I had a plan. I, I gave my whole heart, God. Where, how did I end up here? That offense with God, that offense with others, that, that, that sense that someone else stopped my future. I was, I was doing my part. I've watched that in prayer meetings. I, I don't think there's anything that will... Con 
will stir up accusation better than a good prayer meeting. <laughs> Not when it's good, but it'll soon turn that way. I've never yet been in a prayer meeting because prayers, prayer connects you to the Holy Spirit and truth. You start rising with an expectancy. You start anticipating. You start touching things that are unseen. You start mean in the presence of him who calls things that don't exist as though they do. And then you start, you start calling. you just there. And at first, it's just enough. But after a while, who just wants to be there? Nothing's changing. Praying so hard for this people, this group, praying for this nation, praying for this. And you overextend yourself, and you start looking for results. And the results don't come, so you're going, well, I know one thing. I don't know really a lot, but I know one thing. I'm really sincere, and I'm dedicated, and I'm consecrated, and I'm walking in truth. So it's got to be you. <laughs> it's not me. Or maybe it's just we're not... All of us heave hoing enough. Heave ho! As though God needs help. Please, get a little more prayer going on earth. No, that's a whole nother journey. Mm. But it just, it happens. It always happens. Because that's how Satan divides, he accuses, he slanders. He deceives, he fascinates, he allures away. Lust conceives, sin comes forth, death, a sense of separation, an alienation, judgment, renders guilt. Now we look around and go, oh, oh, ah. And yet God's just saying, please, would you just return to me? Just return to me. You're lost, but just return to me. I don't need you to fix what you broke. Just come back to me. Just come back and let me be all. I fixed what you broke already. I undid what you did 2,000 years ago. And I've undone what you're doing. And, and, and it, you just start to have to, I, you, I re, I'm returning. Because justification is in the Father saying, my son is the only reason I accept you. You have not done anything deserving of heaven, and you really need to go to hell. But I will not allow that because you're in my son. And what my son did in submission, he did not do anything except submitted to the Father's will, where Adam wouldn't. I said, okay, Father, this is not what I want to be in, but if this is your will, let it be. He said, because of that, nobody can charge you against me. Nobody, can, nobody will come up to me and say, that one over there is the problem. That'll happen if overextended intercession and prayers and overextended ministry assignments and over beyond reached the limit of humanity's ability like Elijah. And you get whipped up and into a breakthrough, fearful, and then a lot dis dismay and despondency. And you come up with a reason that's just repeated to God all the time. I'm the only one left. I'm the only one left. They've taken down your altars. They've broken them down. They've all forsaken you. I'm the only one left. And if God ever gets my attention, he always says, shut up. No, he doesn't say that. I mean, I say that. Some people get offended like God would. But he does talk to me like that at times. He says, Steve, please. He says, I've got 7,000. Have them bowed the knee. Now, I know I'm meddling, so I want to back out of meddling. The Bible declares that after Elijah accused to God that Israel had fallen away from God and he alone was left, that God replaced Elijah, Elijah, from his, his current role and said, best that you do is raise up some replacements. And Romans tells us why that happened. Is it says that he interceded against Israel. To intercede against Israel is like children trying to correct children in a parent's house. 
It's just beyond where we are authorities given. Hey, I've had five, I have five kids, seven grandkids. I've watched my five kids multiple times think and come and say, you got to do this with your son or your daughter or this needs. And I'll always go, you know what? You may even be right, but it's not your place. You don't understand. You don't know what I'm doing. And really the honest truth is you ought to just take care of your own self. Now, let's be honest if I feel like that. But a lot of times parents have to kind of go on. Thank you. Any case, he, pre- he interceded against fault-finding, backbiting, pointing of the finger, speaking of the wickedness. It puts places, people into captivities that they don't need to carry because they've been made free in Christ. And so I'm, we're back inside Christ. We're still in Christ. We're just talking about life. Everybody wants to do something important. You know what you're going to do important today? What's already in front of you. Most important thing that we're going to all do is walk through the things we don't want to do. Hang with the people we're not looking forward to. Going to the job we didn't want. That's our ministry. That's the greatest place for Jesus Christ. And it's like that song we were singing. You know, since you filled me with your glory, send me anywhere. The problem about the glory is it only lasts as long as you see it. So it doesn't work. It's it's more like, because I'm in your glory, I give up everything, and I'll go anywhere, and I'll do anything, because I I I can recognize the sustaining wonder of your glory. And then later, the glory's not there, and I'm in the midst of the gory. Dear God, what happened? Why is it like this? I expected a quick, immediate transformation. Like Moses, reluctant deliverer in the middle of Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, who is your God? that I should obey him. You guys are lazy. You have too much time to fascinate the idea that there's another liberty that's beyond the slavery that I have you under. All right, I've been too nice. No more straw, same quota of bricks. And it gets worse than before it gets better. And the trouble. And so the elders are, are angry. He said, you haven't helped us at all. You it's worse since you got here. And then Moses goes to God and says, God, you haven't done anything since I got here. It's worse. And then God says, well, by the time we're done, you're going to be like God, and Pharaoh's going to see you like God to him. But no, I'm not letting him out easy. I'm going to harden his heart. I'm going to glorify myself. And it's just a, yeah. So he comes back. He says, okay, good news, guys. God's going to do a mighty work with us. And they can't hear now because of the tasks, the burdens. That's what what the Lord wants to do right now. He wants to take off burdens. There's so many burdens that we're carrying. So many unresolved conflicts. You know, Jesus said, if I'm going to be his disciple, I'm going to have to pick up my cross to follow him. Now, the problem about a cross is it's not a resolution. (laughs) It's a sign you're going to die. If you've got a cross, that means it's for your death. You may be carried, you know, and, and, and I don't like that. I do not like that. But I found that in Christ, I have access to his resurrection before I'm resurrected. And I can touch that place and be touched. And in fact, that's my journey of faith, is to accept the, fa- the testimony that God has of his son, that he who has the son has life. He does not have the son, does not have life. There's no life outside the son, only the son. And therefore, I can now pick up my cross and follow Jesus. I can run with endurance, the race set before me. What's your ministry? The race set before you. The job you're working at. The marriage you're in. The kids you raised. The grandkids you have to care for. That's your ministry. That's your life. That, and I can do it with joy, anticipating. What, what, what joy am I anticipating? Oh, they're all going to turn into wonder people? No, they won't. They might. They may. But it will not be because of our efforts. It will be because of God's sovereign promises spoken over their life. And maybe it will be because we become the real intercessors like Jesus and say, I only agree with the testimony that God has concerning his bride. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She's in fruition. She's coming alive. She's coming out of this. 
Let's see, Paul had that. In Philippians, he said, I've got you in my heart. And I'm confident of this one thing, that you began a good work in you. He's going to see it through you. Now, can you say that about everybody? We need to say it about everybody. And, the, and Jesus was importantly told us, you're going to need to pray more about your enemies than you are about your friends because they give more reason for you to disbelieve that I'm able. But I am able. I am able. Jesus ever lives to make intercession. So here, he says, who can condemn us? Who can make us be punished? There's always somebody wants you to be punished. He told us, you're going to need to pray. I, I'm, I've got a list of people I want punished. I have to turn it back to God every day, but if I have that list. It seems to show up every day. Why don't you just deal with that, Lord? It's just... Maybe we could just... Come on. We can get going if we just get them punished. That's condemnation. That's all condemnation is. Charges are being brought to court. Condemnation, you're guilty. Pay. 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 Maybe I'll forgive you, but you better confess what you did wrong. Unless you confess what you did wrong, pay. And Jesus and the Father says in Romans 8, who is there to condemn you? Because Jesus Christ has died and furthermore was risen and now seated at the right hand of the Father and making intercession over you. How can I give you? It's not double jeopardy. I cannot pay for a crime Jesus paid for. And worse, I cannot demand anyone to pay for the crime that Jesus already paid for. Because then this whole forgiveness covenant stops. God knew us. Jesus knew us. He teaches us the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who who trespass against us. Forgive, 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 just like we forgive. And then just, I can almost hear the Father. I I can imagine the Father because it's recorded that after he finishes it, he says, you know, and if you won't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven. You don't have covenant. You don't have righteousness. You don't have prosperity. You don't have blessing. You don't have any of the benefits unless you are taking off the burdens, removing the yokes, releasing the debtors, sending them off to go. And you can't send a debtor free with conditions. That's just refinancing. If you send someone free, they're free to go sin. You don't free them to control them. You free them. You don't return them back to servitude because they didn't fulfill your expectations of a, you know, of gratitude. It's just crazy. But there he is. Papa says, nobody can do it to you. So I'm in Christ. So what's, who's, who's threatening you in your heart? Who's frightening you in your days? What circumstances are saying, unless these things change, you'll never come into your future. See, I had to learn it. God asked me once, he said, if so-and-so doesn't change, that means your future's on hold. But does that mean then that person's greater than I am? They control your destiny by their actions? Or that if you don't correct them or deal with them in the fashion that I want them corrected or dealt with, that then I cannot undo and I will... And I just thought, oh, that's super complicated. I, I think I've got to go back to just, you're able to do everything, please. You're fulfilling everything. You're completing everything. Jesus, let you, I want to join your intercession club. I want to join your intercession, your intersection. Always coming in the middle of my life and saying, Steve, listen, let, I understand where you are, but it's not where you are. You are in me. You're in defeat, but that defeat is to defeat you so that you can come into me and live in my victory. It's my victory, not your victory. It's my joy, not your joy. And, and yes, you have all the reason if you look at you and circumstances to think it's all over, it's all over, it's all over. But that's not how we do with this thing. We do this thing by not looking at your dead body. We do this thing by not doubting and dissecting my promises as conditions. We do this by believing I'm able to perform whatever I promised. 
There's not a promise in this room that is not within the ability of the Papa to complete because it's been completed in the Lord Jesus. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. This is so radical that if you actually start meditating these truths, it eliminates so much of works Christianity and conditional Christianity and challenges you as it challenges me. I accept what I'm worried over is already resolved in Jesus, so I will not worry and set out trust. I accept that what is accomplished in Jesus is mine to enjoy, and so I'll worship and give thanks, and I will experience. So we're in Christ. Hand over to him the things that we would carry with us out of prayer, and just give them to him. Those are the burdens he wants taken off of us, the yokes and the yokes we put on others. Just release every yoke. We weren't brought into the kingdom for slavery, but adoption and sonship. And yes, we'll go through a lot of trials because you don't get into the kingdom but through trials, tribulation, testing. But the kingdom is inside of us in Christ, so it's a posture of returning to the Lord and saying, Amen. And here's a beautiful thing. The love of God is in Christ Jesus. God decided, he said, I am going to love humanity by loving my son. And I'll prove my love by killing my son for their sin. And then in that love that I have for my son, in his resurrection, in our union, in our oneness, in his, even to the point of death, because what matters is how far we can go with the truth that we have, and the truth has to take us to death. Otherwise, we'll retreat. And why would truth take us to death? Because death is the last enemy in all our lives, and when death has been swallowed up, then all there is is resurrection life. And we start seeing life differently. Go, huh? I lose everything. Jesus is still Lord. I die. Jesus is still Lord. I'm sick. Jesus is still Lord. And he also healed me. And he also freed me. And he redeemed me. So it's just pressing in. Nothing is able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So all we're doing every day, at least I'm doing and trying to do, is to return and turn in to Jesus and accept and acknowledge him that his, his victory has accomplished everything that concerns me, and I can trust him completely in the matter. And I won't take matters into my hands. I will let him take the matter in his own hands and resolve it as he has chosen, for it is resolved already. I will let the Lord work out salvation through me, and I will with fear and trembling serve him but I will not try to accomplish it with my own means. It's so convicting, the scripture, to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. That just sounds grandor, grandiose. <sighs> Purposes, kingdom dynamics, truths, promises, vision. Expectancy. You know what it says in the next verse, Philippians chapter th uh, 3? So do everything without grumbling or complaining <laughs> or disputing. So that we can be sons of light and shine in the midst of a crooked, perverse generation. Wow. If you'll stand up with me, I, I just believe... Holy Spirit so gently but firmly prying from our grip things that we feel we must hold on to. And if he's giving you that nudge that you need to let that one go, I don't need you to take care of this. I want you to worship me instead of worry over me. I don't know how it is. It's, it's so hard. Because the fear of death, though it was 
conquered by the devil being removed is still very prevalent and pressuring, pressuring on my life. I praise you, Jesus. We are in Christ. We are in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Every day they become new. Today is a new day. Yesterday cannot change tomorrow. Tomorrow is in Christ. Nowhere else. His intercession is intercepting me, intersecting me, getting me out of wrong thinking, believing lies, running away from my future because of the confusion I've just been through, letting go of the hope that I had because the hope I had didn't turn out the way I thought it would, and just talking to me with the words and scriptures. My heart begins to burn. There's not a promise in this room that has not yet been fulfilled in Jesus Christ and will be fulfilled in our lives as God ordained it to be. Though we're too old to do it now, we feel like we've lost the, the component that was important for it to be done, it doesn't matter. In the Son. Hagar was being mistreated by her mistress, Sarai, because Sarai was jealous of her pregnancy. Haggai was arrogant that she could conceive where Sarai couldn't. And there was a conflict between the two. And so she ran away. It already ruined the husband-wife relationship because Sarai blamed her husband. And he said, well, whatever, she's your slave. Do what you want. She treated Haggai with awfulness. And Haggai ran away. She was on her way back to Egypt. And God interrupted her and said, Haggai, two big questions. Where did you come from? Where are you going? Most of the time, we're just running from something. We don't know where we're going because we forgot why we came. So he says, listen, I want you to go back. Submit yourself. Walk through this. I'm going to make that boy mighty. A great king. Nations will come out of him. Hagar left that encounter with the name of a son. The Lord sees. And God said, I have forever committed this moment just as we sing this song just surrender there's nothing in this world that has stopped the kingdom of God from operating fully in our life except our unbelief and our unbelief is based in trauma and drama and familiarity and abuse and all those things can be undone if we return to the sun and the son smiles and says, everything is in me. I already bought it. I already got it. I already fixed it. I resolved. I'm resurrection life. I'm resurrection life. I can be late. Because if I'm late, I'm just resurrect everything. We're just going to let him in. Into those circumstances, hand them over to the Lord, release the burdens. And then let him help us. Feel the lift. One of the intercessors said, I hear the word uplift. Wind of the Spirit, the promises of God fulfilled in Jesus Christ, the unlimited resource of heaven to do anything, anytime, any way, any one of us. Just looking for hearts. Come on, he's come. He's, let him go. Release the burdens. Take the yokes. Don't carry them home. There's no responsibility that you carry that God needs you to carry for it to get done. But everything cast upon him, he cares for us and will carry into us, into fruition. Mm. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a sin. 
sing the promises you've given me. I'ma sing the word till I'm transformed. I'ma sing the word till I no longer think of who I am, for I am clearly yours. Yeah, it's time for exchange. things keeping you from perfect peace and victorious triumphant living everything that's stolen everything that's contending you just net you brought it and said lord I, I it's yours i'm in christ and i'm this is yours too now in me in you now i want you and all of us just to receive Receive the peace of God that passes all understanding to guard hearts and minds inside Christ Jesus, to settle us and to rest, to begin to give us visions of new changes happening, to begin to move in anticipation of the glorious one, going to fulfill the glorious promise and something I don't see how it could ever happen now, but I know it can because he said he's happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, take off sickness out of bodies that have been broken because they have been under so much pressure for so long. And all the stress-induced diseases in this house, remove them off of your people and take away the afflictions of the evil one who bound the, 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 the covenant people. Say, in the name of the Lord Jesus, you are loosed. Be loosed from your infirmity. You are no longer to be carried under that burden and that weight and that sin and that sickness. In the name of Jesus, come out from condemnation. You do not owe to something to be resolved for life for you to go forward. You are forgiven. You are delivered. You are justified. You are glorified. And you are made one inside of love. In the name of Jesus, prisoners, come out of your prison. Come out. Come out. Come out. Show yourself. Show yourself. You have no, no, no place here. No place inside of the prison of men's minds, my mind, any mind. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Show yourself. Now, when Jesus starts to come, like he's coming, he doesn't just come to get us out of prison. He gives us into prophecy, into promise, into the future that he gave us, into the inheritance that we have. So I declare now, in the name of Jesus, Awaken the sound of the voice of the Lord and hear him say what does not exist now does exist. That where death has reigned, now life is. And let life come to where death has been and let, let futures blossom, unraveling plans of the hell. If you will allow the Holy Spirit's here, and He will paint a new picture. He'll write a new ticket. He'll speak out a different outcome. He'll prophesy Christ's glorification, exaltation in your life. He'll take the promises that have been given, remind them, renew them, and release them. He'll put a step in you that was 20 years ago, 40 years ago, that you don't have anymore. You'll have a hope and expectancy. It's coming because he's a God of hope and filling us with joy and peace. Beloved, 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 receive, receive. 
in Christ, in Christ, nowhere else but in Christ. You never fail, you have the victory, your love has prepared. I'm learning to listen, I'm learning to hear the voice of my Father, you've opened my ears. You are triumphant, you never fail. This is our Lord. You have the victory, your love has prepared. Taking over everything. I'm learning to listen, I'm learning to hear the voice of my Father. You've opened my ear. You are triumphant, you never fail. You have the victory, your love has prevailed. I'm learning to listen, I'm learning to hear the voice of my Father. You've opened my ears. You don't look away. Why would you never have to? You don't look away. You don't. One last impartation, that's what's happening. But I want to declare the imagination of God by the Spirit of God, which we call the hope, to illuminate. It might be like a seed breaking through concrete. It says, I don't care what's been over me, I'm living and I'm coming alive again for the future. It could be brilliance of the cost of it doesn't matter. But I release the imagination of God in our heart. That our hearts, thoughts, and imaginations would come forth. Pregnant. Alive. That the living word we heard when we were young or when we were old has to come to pass. For it cannot not come to pass. For it was spoken and will not return to God unfulfilled. So I declare now for this house, and you can take as much of it as you want. It could take you to save America. I don't think there's a limitation on how far hope can take a life and, and vision and imagination can speak up. You may have no more time or energy to do what you were called to do, but now you sit in your house and you begin to dream it being done. You see it. You prophesy it. You proclaim it. You recognize it. You say it. You proclaim it. You recognize it. You find the little Josephs and Marys carrying the baby Jesuses and you stop, prophesy and say, this one, this one, this one will bring the fall of everyone and the rise of those who will submit. This one will bring a sword to your very spirit and so that the hearts of others can be revealed. Oh, Shamba. All right, Lord, in the name of Jesus, now, wrap it up, help us out. Give us this imagination of heaven, the one that comes in the presence of God, the one that comes out of not our resource, but your unlimited promises. Give us encounters that are beyond anything that we've ever gone through. And come to the places you spoke to us before where death has reigned, where we avoided death or trying to delay death or trying to recover death or trying to resolve death or trying to do any of that. We just say resurrection in that death. Resurrection, life, and imagination, liberation. We're showing up. We're no longer hiding. We're not the Samaritan woman with, with guilt and shame. We're the one running around saying the guilt and shame has been resolved because I have been told who I am and I am not who I am. I am who he says I am because I now met the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah, the Christ. Lord, would you take by your spirit as we practice this throughout the week, please? This abiding in Christ, this in Christ, taking everything we think about, fear about, worry about, angered about, bringing it into you, releasing it to you, not returning with it. We release it to you, and we confess in every moment that you are Lord of it. You're the Lord. You're the Lord, and you're doing something wonderful, a new thing, a new thing, a new thing, and we rejoice in that. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Bless you guys. Love you.